Welcome to the engineer-ish, or as we like to say, engineer minus the ish. Hold up, brother. Are we taking the ish out? Or are we putting the ish in? We are putting it in. We are putting it in. I'm actually glad to hear that this morning. Still the most unique <laughs> math problem we've been puzzled by, solved, and revisited throughout our journey as engineers. I'm Tori. And it's your boy, Drew. Welcome, welcome, welcome. To the engineer-ish. The engineer-ish math in session. Your boy, Drew. Your Good boy, morning. your boy. What's happening? What's going on, Tori? How are you doing this beautiful morning? My spirit is right. That's all I could say. Like the Is sun, it right? Is it right? <laughs> Yeah, the sun shining on my plants, like just looking at the 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 view, the scenery. It's not like I'm looking uh -huh. at a, a beach or mountains or anything, but I'm blessed <laughs> nonetheless. Amen. Amen. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. All right. I'm glad, your, to, I'm glad to hear that. How is your internal? How's your I'm, experience? I'm, I'm doing all right, man. I'll be I'll be honest. I, I've been having some emotional conversations um as of as of lately. And and sometimes those can be challenging. Um but it's, it's one of those things that kind of like it, you know, everything takes energy. Right. And um, mm -hmm. especially when uh, when I'm expressing like emotions that can sometimes be draining. Um, yeah. And so I've been going through some of some of those conversations. But it's but it's I think I'm learning and through the process, which I think is a, is a good thing. Um, and I'm getting the opportunity to express, you know, my feelings and, and how I feel about stuff. So it's, it's it feels like uh, maybe it's growth in the moment. Let's put it like that. Let's put <laughs> it like that. In the moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear you're growing in the moment because it's like sometimes those challenging conversations it, it, in the moment, it doesn't feel like growth, probably. But yeah. just looking back, you're like it almost somewhat can give you the tools for hand handling you know, other conversations that, you know, in the future, obviously you will always have some that you may have to battle that are like that. So yeah. hopefully it is a positive and a value add to it, but absolutely, man. H hindsight, 2020, man, check out the episode, go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully I can, I can make you smile and lift your spirits. Um, we can't run or anything, so I can't offer you that, but it's, it is all good. Being here with you and having an opportunity to share with our audience is is more than enough to lift my spirits. I'm glad. Glad to hear that. Glad <laughs> to hear that. Um, so anything, let's, let's see, just randomly, is mm -hmm. there anything new and positive you want to share? Anything new going on? Anything? Let me see. New um, that's going on. Uh, I did. I started a new book. Yeah. Uh, okay. Kudos. By, by the name of uh, author by the name of Simon Sinek. Uh, so I'm excited about reading this. This particular book is called Leaders Eat Last. Um, and he kind of talks about leadership from a, really from kind of a, a servant leader perspective, at least from what I've gathered. Um, so I've seen like a lot of his stuff, um, just videos and memes and stuff like that, like online. Uh -huh. uh, but this is actually the first book of his that I'm that I'm reading. So I'm excited to excited to get into that. Good. I know. I don't even I shouldn't even tell you kudos for starting a new book because that's like <laughs> I mean, it's like breathing for you. For me, you yeah. have to tell me kudos because it's like, you know, I'm I'm just on this journey trying to read more. But I yeah, really but we can't I, we can't let this moment pass now because we got to get your we got to get your flowers, too, because somebody completed a couple of books recently. Yeah. Did, did not? 
Uh, yeah, I just completed uh, Set Boundaries, Find Peace by Nedra Tawab, and then Crucial Conversations by, mm. and their author, you know that? Oh, one? man, it's like five of them. I don't know. I okay. don't know what the other author is. Yeah, it's a group, yeah. Of, it's a group of authors on that one. <laughs> yeah, there is. There is. I forgot. There is five of them, but I just finished the both of them, and I just, oh, not only that, I finished three books. All right. So I also finish um, Professional Trouble- Troublemakers, which is an audio book that I was reading with a book club. Okay. Three, three really good books. I like it. Give me give me something that stood out um, from from any of them, something that was, you know, that you feel like you're actually starting to apply or something that has kind of affected the way that that you kind of interact with 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 others or yourself. Um, let's see. I say from crucial conversations and boundaries, because both of those, some of the points in the books could be like married together. Mm-hmm, so I really, mm-hmm. one of the ones that I'm trying to do is not allowing myself to create a story in my head based on something that hasn't happened yet. So it's mm, like, you know, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just say today, like you're kind of quiet on the podcast. And I'm like, you know what? Drew's probably mad at me. I noticed he was yeah. acting a little bit different. Yeah. I asked him how he was doing. Yeah. I wonder why he's upset. Like, you know, our mind can take us and like have us creating a whole narrative about something mm-hmm. that's not that's not even factual. So I'm just trying to work on being mindful of like fiction from fact. Like, you know, yeah. what's yeah. really what's really what's really there. And if not, you know, ask questions for clarification. Don't just like hold yeah. it in and ruminate and just like because I've learned that things get bigger and bigger if you do that and then you yep. may react so I call it with my therapist the Will Smith effect and no pun <laughs> intended but it's okay. just like when okay. things build sometimes it's not that one given moment that makes you snap but it's a combination yeah. of a bunch of them so I'm just absolutely that's profound man I, I, I love that I love that thank you for sharing what about you? I got I got to know before we even do a recap, is there anything that's really like poking at you in the new book that you started? Um, not not from the book, uh, but I honestly I think the, the biggest thing that's that's still kind of I think that I'm still actively working through is just being more vulnerable, uh, being open to, to sharing my my feeling, my real feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I say that kind of with that real with emphasis, because I, I classically like I will quickly give you like a oh it's cool it's fine you know what I mean like everything's smooth you know type of response um which on the surface that may be true but the like the the real emotions kind of behind that I oftentimes don't show um so so I think I think what's been on my my mind is just is just vulnerability and and the language and growth around being willing to express that well I think that's a beautiful thing being more vulnerable and then knowing who to be vulnerable with because you know I, I feel mm-hmm. like not everybody mm-hmm. deserves our vulnerability so it's true. like very true those that you know care about you it's like it almost feels like a gift to give it to them and they'll I think if they really care about you and love you they'll feel that and it'll like mm-hmm. bring you guys closer together because vulnerability is a beautiful thing I agree I agree I agree all right so that being said, we'll segue into the next episode, and it's making me think. I wanna, I wanna do an episode where we talk about books, like some, because I've been, I've been gaining some gems out of these books. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would, we I know, I know, I'm down for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last episode, uh, our episode was twenty thousand followers are two friends, 
and mm-hmm. we just got we dug a little deeper into the digital age and you know how it's seemingly shaping things for how really what I feel will be how things are like really soon yeah. Yeah. hopefully even with us I hope that we'll be we'll be able to tap into some of those things so that's pretty much what it was about is there anything that really really stood out to you I know yeah. we talked about communication the communication part and how right sometimes being behind these computers can you know change the way we interact and maybe mm-hmm. not not so much like improve our communication skills but I feel like it can be a gift or a curse just depending yeah. on how you use yeah, it yeah yeah I think I think the biggest thing that that stands out to me um from the last episode is really just the idea of of how do we create meaning, meaningful connection in a more digital age, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever, even as technology continues to advance, you know, the, that need for, for human connection is still going to be there. And it's not to say that it can't be done digitally, but I don't, I don't know that I necessarily have all the tools to, to do it. And I think that's gonna, it's gonna kind of take us as a society in a certain sense to kind of learn how do we, actually develop meaningful connection, even if we're not connected in reality, so to, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like one thing that is always gonna continue to be the case is connections. Like even back in the day, rather was calling somebody on a rotary rotary dial phone or just stopping by their house. (laughs) Like it was always, it was always about connecting in some way so we can we can go back further than that when they used to you know attach a message to a sparrow's foot you know and (laughs) send them send them off you know what i'm saying like back back when people had kingdoms and feudal ships you know oh goodness drew was that did you was that a movie you watched i'm sure that that sounds like something that's happened but i mean i'm not I'm not I, I was thinking about I was thinking about Game of Thrones. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I was I was a big Game of Thrones fan. You know what I mean? So I, I was thinking about it, actually getting me a bird. You know I mean, just in case I needed to send somebody a message. <laughs> you could send me a message. <laughs> I'm not gonna text you. I sent a bird last week. It'll be there you know, sooner or later. I don't know. <laughs> Where's the bird at? It hasn't come yet. I'm looking forward to this week's episode, Drew. Do yeah, I think we got the, a fun, fun leader topic. Yeah. of the topics. I can't wait. Yeah, I think we have a, a fun topic this week. Uh, and especially, I think this is a, a very interesting topic because um, as engineers, I think it's there's a there's a piece sometimes that we forget about. Um, and it, it, the way I the way I kind of want to bring this in um, is really thinking about and Tori, I, I love that that I get to ask you this question um, specifically because I feel like this this is very suitable to um, kind of who you are as as a per- as a person. Uh, so the the topic that we're that we're going to kind of dive into a little bit today is is all around creativity, right? And what is the what is the value of creativity um, not only as an and as an engineer but just in life in general? Like how it is is having creativity in your toolbox. How is that a value add to actually help us grow and get better um, as individuals? Uh, so okay. what I want to ask you, Tori, uh, is, is for, for you, like, how do you look at creativity kind of overall and how does it play a role like in, in your daily life? Hmm. I say creativity constantly plays a role in my daily life because mm-hmm. I'm always thinking of not just a better of better ways to do things but what is the 
I, I would say even in, I'll give an example, like even in my presenting, like presenting uh, an audit report to a client. So mm-hmm. you may look at that as like, what, you're just writing, you're just writing something. And, but really you're like incorporating a message to them. So it's sure. like, how can you create it? How can you creatively send the message without just simply writing things? So I, mm-hmm. I say creativity and writing is something, you know, I like to write. So yeah, oh, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's, that's something that I'm always um, using and, and just about anything that I do, even if it starts with uh, reports, but yeah, I don't know. I see myself as a creative. I would say also in and this is this is like reminding you guys so also in the episode summaries which I don't know if you guys are even reading the episode summaries <laughs> that are written for this podcast I have to blend creativity because it's something yeah. that you know you uh-huh. want to really uh summarize the episode in a very small way but also catch the attention of others so if you're not mm-hmm. looking at it I'm plugging that read our episode summaries check it out <laughs> what no, about I, you I like, you're creative too i know you're creative too you use we i feel like we can use creativity in different ways it doesn't yeah always have to be art i feel yeah. like a lot of times when people think about create creativity they're like oh this person can draw this person can paint mm-hmm, but i feel mm-hmm. like it means so much more than that so what how about you yeah i mean it, there's there's so many ways um for us to be creative and to be able to utilize that to our to our benefit um one of one of the first things that that kind of pop in my mind when i when i think about this idea of creativity um is i i, I first kind of think about it it's always tied to how we solve problems how we how we do things that we're that we're trying to do in our life mm-hmm. right um and of course, like anytime we we do things, like we want to be successful in in doing them, right? Um, and I think where a, a big part of where that creativity can be used is even from the aspect of like how do we measure our success when it comes to the things that we do, right? Mm-hmm. So you mentioned your 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 audit report, right? You can you could find a thousand ways about why you know there's no need to be creative, you know, with a with an audit report. Mm-hmm. Right. But but like when I think about, you know, creativity in terms of, well, how did how how can I measure my growth or my success? Like, you know, was the customer more engaged? Was the client more engaged? Right. Was I ever was I able to add different inflection in my voice to make a certain point that I wanted the customer to or the client to get? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, anything that you can almost almost use um, in terms of this is actually a uh, a positive thing and uh, something that I that I wasn't necessarily doing before. To me, that requires a level of creativity to make that kind of jump, right? Um, yeah. So I I really like the the idea um, it, just in it, in its es- essence because I feel like fundamentally like creativity is is necessary for for everything. Like the root of creativity is create, right? Like if nobody's if nobody's creating, like then everything that exists today is all that's ever going to exist. And that's like a really sad story to me. And I would, and just add into that, I like how you put all that together because what I'm hearing you say is creativity is really an an approach. Mm Because some some people will think like, or they will say like, I'm really not that creative. And they Mm -hmm. really literally think about drawing or something or whatever the Mm -hmm. case may be coming up with something colorful and really like a beautiful presentation but creativity invokes emotion in some way and doesn't mean it makes Mm -hmm. them sad but it makes them 
it engages them in a different way. So it it can simply be by by how you say something, the way you the yeah. way you present something vocally, but it doesn't necessarily have to have anything to do with how big and bright it is. That that's yeah. a part of creativity, but absolutely. Uh, however you invoke emotion um, has a lot to do with creativity and your approach. And I feel like inherently engineers are very creative. Most of us, yeah, anyway. absolutely. I miss, and I'll I'll say this because I think it's a it's an important piece. Um, for for me, and this is this is my own my own beliefs. I don't <laughs> I don't want to speak this, you know, for for anyone else. But in my own beliefs, you know, I, I do believe that we are all made in the in the image of our Creator, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so when I think about that, I also think that our Creator is the ultimate Creator, right? Like when it comes to if I had to gauge creativity, like our creator would be the best, the best ever, right? Yeah. Um, so, so for us, I feel like being made in that image also means that we have that same characteristic to create, right? Maybe not necessarily on the same level, but it's it's inherent to who we are, like as human beings. Um, so I, I think that's I think that's an important. Um, but I want to, I want to kind of, kind of add, uh, jump in, jump into this point just, just a little bit, because uh, especially when it comes to engineering, right? Uh, I think when we talk about engineering, kind of the first thing that tend to pop in, in people's minds is, is math and science, right? I'm, I'm sure you've heard, you know, oh, you like math and science? You should, you should be an engineer, right? That's kind of a, a classical, <laughs> classical uh, assumption or whatever that, that gets, that gets made. Um, but I think it's a it's an interesting concept to think about saying something like that to an, an art student or a musical student, right? Or somebody that's not necessarily gifted in the math and science area, but they are extremely creative and be like, you know what? You should you should be an engineer. What do you what do you kind of what do you kind of think about that in terms of creativity, but also how that creativity plays into innovation? Um I'd wish, so what you're saying, like you like math and science, a lot of times people will say that, or even if you like to draw, it's like, oh, you should be an architect. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. you should look into architecture. I don't know how that is, like, if that's still, you know, the same now I can think about like when we were like growing up and going to college, that was something that was said, but uh, just thinking about the idea of the role of engineers being very versatile Mm -hmm. I feel like in a space of whether you like math or science like you're going to be creative in a space that could like in the engineering space that could take you somewhere else so I guess if that makes sense uh well we're going to talk about our pick of the week this kind of ties into that but it's just like you know, an engineer, you know, someone that has an undergrad engineering degree, it's like, yeah, they may start in that math and science role, but that creativity oftentimes blossoms into something so much bigger. Mm -hmm. I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, the same with with someone that studies art, a lot of people don't even necessarily study or do what it is they went to school for. Like it ends up blossoming, blossoming, blossoming because of their creativity and their will to want to do more and to innovate. Can you can you kind of share a little bit from your own um, kind of from your own journey about how like how you were kind of able to embrace that creativity, right? Because I think I think sometimes sometimes I feel like we get stuck kind of in I've you know I've done all this work to get this engineering degree I gotta be an engineer now, 
know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> because of because of what I've put into it to kind of get to this point, it almost feels like if I were to do something else, I'm I'm wasting everything that I did like to get to this point. Can you kind of talk about kind of if you if you've had those kind of feelings or how you were able to more embrace or lean into your creativity, like as you were making some of the some of the decisions for for your own life? Um, I say. I I lean since I I enjoy being creative. I definitely lean into creativity and making decisions on my career moves because it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, I've had I've had times where I've had multiple offers and it's like looking at a few different jobs and sure. in my mind I'm like, how can not only the money that that's a, that was a big part that's, of that's it, but it's also right, right. but it's also like, am I going to be bored? Like, am I? I feel like if you like creativity is like a muscle. If you're not able to exercise yep. it, you can put a person in a box where they're, they're being underutilized. So just thinking about a few, one time where I had a few different job offers, there was one with a office furniture company where mm-hmm. really I would just be going to the different, I would be going to the different sites, but most of what I was doing was just really giving reports. Like it was a lot of data and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, data is good. And you know, you can be creative in that, but I'm like, that's not something I really see myself doing like as a right. next step, because I want right. to continue to build on my creativity, not feel like I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm in this little box. I feel like I'm not growing anymore. So instead of taking that position, I did something that I felt was, would be more of a challenge that would mm-hmm. challenge me creative, mm-hmm. create creatively. Mm-hmm. And there I was go. like, <laughs> that was getting into uh, I had done work with a company that, that, uh, well, it was basically Google it was a partnership with Google and yeah. I knew nothing about servers or the insides of like, you know, that's all computer stuff. I'm like, this inner working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is completely out of my wheelhouse, but I feel like some way creativity will tap in and I will be able to like, figure this out just by having yeah. a, uh, like a, a process minded, a process mind. Yeah, so that makes sense with decision yeah. making. I've I've used. No, that that makes that makes perfect. It makes perfect sense. And I think there's two things that you mentioned that I think are really really important. Um, that that I wanna I wanna kind of dive into a little bit more because it kind of takes us into the the next question anyway. Um, the one one is that you said uh, creativity is a skill, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's really important because if it's a skill, that means we can develop it. So whether somebody thinks that they're creative or not doesn't really matter if you want to be creative you can grow that skill of creativity yeah right Mm -hmm. the 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 second part the second part of that was how how you did it right where you talked about you wanted to put yourself in challenging situations Mm -hmm. to stretch your own creativity right and which i that's a reason why i think that's that's beautiful is because like the, the next question that I really wanted to, to talk about is how do we how do we cultivate an environment where creativity can thrive, right? If if whether we're creative or not, if that's something that we aspire to be, if we think about you know our future self and and who is it that we want to be in the world, if creativity is a is a part of that, how do we how do we put ourselves in situations so that we can grow and develop our creativity? Okay. Uh, now I would say for me, and this is, this will be a very kind of a short question. I mean, a short answer is really putting myself in situations that seem, I don't want to say impossible. I don't think that's the best word, 
but mm-hmm. they, it just seems difficult to achieve because yeah I, you guys know I talked about the art class like you know being back in the art class but I was thinking not saying that's difficult to achieve but I'm like I haven't drawn in a long time so it, I yeah. feel like you somewhat push yourself past the limits of comfortability yeah. to reach that creative side and that that's just kind of my thoughts and you know saying hey I joined this company I don't know anything about servers there's a bunch of yep. wires like what could I possibly do here when I don't know much about you know, I, this is not what I'm used to working with. It's completely yeah. out of my wheelhouse. For Drew, this right. may be comfortable. He may say like, oh, okay, I know what that is. Like that's a, whatever these different pieces are <laughs> yeah. inside of this. But for <laughs> me, it was like, okay, it allows me to build on something versus just staying in a level of comfortability, being behind a spreadsheet. I mean, I could do that at home. Like, Right, right. But I, I'm interested to know what how you feel about this because I know, You've yeah. taken on a lot of challenging, um, you know, just a, cha- a lot of challenges lately. And you've yeah. seems like you've been doing really well. And um... well, thank you. I, I, pre- I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's I think you I think you hit the nail on the head when you mentioned comfortability. Um, I think when it comes to creativity, we have to be willing to get uncomfortable. Right. Because. And, and, and uncomfortable in the sense that that if you're going to create something new, then, then it has, has to be something that at least you've never done before, right? It's not, and I, maybe other people may have done it before, but for, for you to tap in your, to your creativity, like you have to be able to be willing to trust yourself enough to make an attempt at something that you've never, that you've never done before, which can be uncomfortable, right? Um, and I really like the, the idea um, that it doesn't have to necessarily be better. It just has to be different. Right. It doesn't there's nothing, nothing that says that everything that I do that's creative is, is in some way better than everything that I've done previous to that. It's just it's just different. Right. Yeah. Um, from for me, like when it when it comes to um, creativity, like like honestly, like for me, developing my creativity has really come in in, in this space and in, in working with you in the engineers, because I think it's very different um than what i've traditionally done and so it's it's actually funny the funny thing like one of my favorite things to do um now is just to brainstorm like i I could care less you know who it's who it's with what it's about but i like to brainstorm because it it puts me in a mindset that like that's literally all i'm thinking about is is being creative in that moment i don't care how wild the idea is it doesn't like that's kind of the point of brainstorming, right? To just throw stuff out there, right? And and you can build and and adjust and you know do everything. You know, it's like Legos. You know, I mean, you yeah. can do anything you want with it. You know, you take it apart, put it back together. It's the same Legos, but it makes something completely different. Um, so I like, I really like kind of kind of being in that space where where you're willing to embrace the unknown, where you're where you're willing to take that step, even though you know not sure what's going to happen next but you're willing to, to trust yourself enough and trust your creativity enough that, that you're willing to try something and, and see, you know, what the, what the results may be. I'm glad you said that because creativity sounds a lot like faith to me. Cause it's mm. like literally like mm. you, you better go <laughs> you deep with it, girl. You don't take really deep, know. Girl. You don't really know what's there, but it's like, if you take one step, like you can continue to build, like you say, with your Legos. And then mm-hmm. at the end, I mean, something, something's going to be there. So that's, 
I love that you even mentioned the podcast. I hadn't thought about that, I guess, because we're actually we're recording now. But this <laughs> podcast does take a whole it does take a level of creativity. Like those that do podcasts, I'm sure that they understand. But there's so many pieces of it to yeah, like deciding yeah. what to speak about. Like you want to invoke, yep. you want the audience to you know, this isn't just for me and Drew. We're not just on here like hoping like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Chat, we're just we're just chopping it up just to be chopping it up. But thinking of the what the episode will be about, like all the pieces, mixing the episode, the the audio part of it. So, yeah, that takes a lot of creativity. So Yeah, I, I think it is. I think it's the, to kind of go back to the idea that it's a skill. Like if it's something that you're focusing on, like you can be creative in literally everything you do. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. How did you get out the bed this morning? You know what I mean? I, you know, I, I rolled over twice and, you know, did a push up and then touch my toes, you know what I'm saying? Swung my foot around and then I got out the bed. You know what I mean? Like, wow, you did all that this morning. You know what I mean? Like, That's creative. Yeah. It, it could be, it could be anything, right? The way the, the way that you walk, the way that you move, the way that you speak, you know, the way that you eat, it doesn't, I think sometimes like people kind of get almost caught up in the word of creativity that it's supposed to be this thing. Right. And it's, I mean, it's not, it's, if it's, if it's new for you, it's it's creative. You know what I mean? Like, like, and I think that that the more that we're able to embrace that, even the more comfortable we we become in sort certain situations that we're not used to, right? That we didn't intentionally put ourselves in, because, like you said, we've had a chance to to practice that creativity, and so now we have faith in it. Like now we have belief yeah. that we can be creative. So you put me in a situation that I maybe wasn't expecting into, I can now rely on my own creativity to say, all right, I can figure this out. And would you, let me ask you this. Do you feel like most people think creativity is based on like creating like some type of masterpiece or something that mm -hmm. makes people say, ooh, and ah, or even someone even telling the person like, you're, you're really creative. Yeah. It feels like if a person's never heard that, they all, they all or invoke that type of emotion from someone, they automatically think like, you know what? I don't really think I'm creative, but it's like, yeah. like we're speaking on it. It's much deeper than mm -hmm. just someone mm -hmm. saying like, oh my gosh, you're so creative or being shocked by something you created. Like it, it could be a number of things. Like you said, yeah. how you approach something differently that may be different than really somebody else may be doing it. That's, that's yeah. a part of creativity. Yeah. 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 I think, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that sometimes I feel like we're limited by language because when you when you say a word, when you say a word, it you automatically kind of think of what that definition is, right? Um, but then there's a there's a certain level of blending that you have to do with like the context by which that word is being used, right? But it's still kind of based on your own perception of and your experience of what that word is, right? When when I hear creative, I may think about something but when you hear creative you might think about something completely different right and so yeah. when somebody says that Andrew you're a creative or Tori you're a creative both of us may agree but we may be thinking about two you know saying to totally different things in terms of what creative actually means um, so I think that's it's it's important to realize that it's that you know you it's up to you you get to define kind of what what that means for you and if you want to be creative like you know shoot for the moon go go for it yep and like me like me mill says there's levels to this sh like yeah. there's levels to creativity <laughs> it's not just one type of creative or whatever the case may be 
Definitely, definitely. And when we trying to level up, like creativity is a is a great tool to use uh, to to do that. Um, so yeah. some I got some some final thoughts, right? Some final thoughts about um, creativity. For me, I I kind of think of it as like your, your superpower, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, especially in in technical areas, right? You 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 spent all this time kind of learning, you know, the skills on kind of how to do things, you know, what makes sense, you know, when you put these two things together, what do you get? Right. Uh -huh. um, and I feel like creativity is kind of that, you know, your super, your superpower, your, your special sauce, right. Cause you kind of take the things that you, that you've known and you figure out like, how can I put these things together differently to produce something new? And I think that that like in its essence, like no matter what area you choose to use it in, whether it's engineering, whether it's in relationships, whether it's just in life in general, I think there's a lot of value in, in being able to take something that you know about, you know, kind of take it apart and then put it back together in a slightly different way that allows you to now be more creative about the way you're doing a, a similar task. Yeah, I like those those final thoughts, Andrew, those final thoughts mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. creativity. <laughs> and my final few would just be uh, the idea of pretty much like letting every moment like allow every moment or every opportunity uh, don't let it pass you by with the, mm -hmm. like trying to tap into your creativity because i mean literally you can there's always opportunity waking up we talked about it as yeah. was waking up in the morning pop up out um, the bed oh i'm sorry my bad, my bad. <laughs> simple as how you put your socks on and all the, or whatever the case may be how you go to work a different way how you log on to zoom whatever yeah but yeah don't don't miss out on the opportunity to be creative and then my very last thing is don't feel that you have to reinvent the wheel all the time. So mm -hmm. I, I'm a person that has a toolbox of things that I've created in at past companies and stuff yep. like that. So yep. I can always, something may come up where it's like, oh, you know what? I want you to do this. And I'm like, okay, well, I've done something similar, but I have something that could work for that. All I have to do is yeah. modify it. And so yeah. don't always think you have to reinvent the wheel either. Like keep your toolbox of whatever it is that you know, you create it, especially in these companies. Don't go yeah. to those companies and leave it on their computer systems and let them like take yeah. care of your stuff. I'm a big <laughs> proponent of using those things. Absolutely. Those things. I like I like that idea of, you know, kind of creativity with the purpose, right? Not just necessarily creativity for creative sake. Like that that has its own space, mm -hmm. right? But but kind of creativity with the purpose that, it, you know, once you've created something, um, you know, if, if there's no need to, to recreate things unless you have a purpose for doing so. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like it. I like it. I like it. Create so let's, uh, are you ready to, ready to transition to the, to the next part of the episode? Yes. Don't keep me waiting. Go All right. Go ahead. So, so this week, right. We're, we're sliding into a little bit of awkward AF, right. So I'm going to put you on the hot seat today uh -oh. <laughs> um, and, and read this situation out to you. And I want everybody to, I want everybody to think about this situation a little bit, because I think it plays very well, um, not only with this topic, um, but, but how do you kind of overcome this in, in real world situations, I think can, can be very valuable. All right. So you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. You, Tori, is in a company meeting and you have a very creative idea that you believe is going to help the company right? Mm -hmm. You present your idea 
and someone on the team completely crushes it. I mean, they obliterate your idea as if it's the dumbest thing that they've ever heard. And they can't believe that you even put those words together and let them kind of come out of your mouth, right? Everybody's laughing. They're clowning you, right? Your, man, your manager's there in the meeting. So your manager witnesses this situation happening, but they don't say anything. They don't do anything, right? Meeting ends, whatever, you kind of go back to your desk. You're feeling, you're feeling kind of bad about it, right? You're like, dang, like I thought I had a good idea. Why they had to, <laughs> why they had to do me like that, right? So you, you're feeling kind of bad about it. Um, but you're thinking, you're thinking about bringing the conversation up with your manager, right? Because you feel like that, you know, you were a little bit mistreated in the meeting because mm-hmm. of the way that people responded to your idea, right? So this could be a, a crucial conversation, right? Because mm-hmm. this is a, an area of a little bit of sensitivity. Um, and, and the point that I want to make before you answer the question um, is, is we talked about this a little earlier in the episode, the idea that, that creativity is a part of what drives innovation, right? Mm-hmm. So if people aren't able to be creative safely, like then, then in a company, that's going to keep your company from being able to grow like it would be if it were a safe space, right? So, so kind of keep, keep that in mind uh, about how this could really affect not only your growth as an individual, but even the company overall. So go for it, Tori. I'm <laughs> passing it to you, girl. All right. So how would I handle this? Oh, I got to put on my professional hat because I, I feel like I would say something ugly to whoever tried to shut my idea down. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm going to be honest with what I would do. So whoever it was that said something about my idea, I don't care like what level they happen to be on. And yeah, mm-hmm. while it may have been a, embarrassing moment because they just kind of shut me down in front of the meeting Uh um i would probably say something to the effect that you know their response was uncalled for Uh and somewhat inappropriate and if they had questions if they had any questions about you know what it is that i i had pitched or the idea like i would be happy to answer them for them but i would be i would definitely say that i don't think I don't think, well, I shouldn't say uh, any idea, every idea is a good idea, but I would just say like, I have, you know, some proof as to why this idea could be best for the company. And they may just be kind of being narrow-minded because, you know, Uh some people, some people are, I feel like they stay in like little boxes. So they don't, they don't want to really, they don't like change. So it's like, you may bring up something and it's like, oh, this seems like it could be something that works, but I just don't want to change. So if it's that kind of person, like a person oh, yeah. with that kind of mindset, I would use that as more of a, a teaching moment than anything before than any than anything else. So I don't know. I'm always firing examples and saying like, hey, you know, this is uh-huh. uh, the reason why I think differently, but I would address it in the meeting. I, I, I w- would have never waited to get too, I, I wouldn't have just been quiet about it. Not me. Oh, so I, you would you would address it in in the moment. You wouldn't uh, you wouldn't yeah. wait to address it address yeah, it later. Yeah. So I would address the person that said it was a bad idea in the moment. So I wouldn't just be quiet and just be like, oh, they they're like kind of like tearing me down, and I'm not saying anything. So yes, uh-huh. I would address that in the moment. And then the crucial conversation that I had to have with my manager will also happen because it's like you know if you're someone that you know you're above me leaders leaders should protect their people especially yeah. if, if they're if they're doing they're not doing anything out of term or anything so absolutely i would i would have a conversation with him and you know how 
other people speak in meetings like it you know the appropriateness of just how to react in, in meetings like i mm-hmm. mean I just, that to mm-hmm. me that would be inappropriate to mm-hmm. shoot anybody down even if you disagree with it you can ask questions yeah you can yeah. learn more but not just be like oh that would be terrible unless you had some proof and you had the data to back up why my idea wasn't going to work or whatever but yeah that's how okay. i would handle it all right. I, I like it, man. You, hey, you, you got to do something, right? If you if it happens to you, if you're in that scenario, um, you got to do something. And I, and I like the, the idea, um, you know, one of, of, you know, being able to stand up for yourself, like in the, in the moment, right? I think that's, in, that's important. Um, but also still wanting to, you know, have that conversation with the manager um, about uh, like allowing the situation to happen in the first place, right? Um, because the person has to feel one comfortable enough to be able to, you know, be discriminatory or or put down your somebody else's idea that's on the team, um, one, and then to not have it addressed. Um, I think that's a, that's an important point as well to to make sure that you do kind of have that conversation with the managers just so so they can set the standard about what's acceptable and what's not acceptable in that kind of team yeah, environment. Meeting, yeah, meeting etiquette because it's like. If someone responds to me in that way, that could also like make others afraid to bring ideas up. And then you have, if you have that kind of work environment, it's like, I mean, what are we really doing if people are biting their tongue because they're afraid of somebody coming at them like that? So, I mean, I think I'm, that's a good point that you made, like a discussion about meeting etiquette needs mm-hmm. to happen or else mm-hmm. it, it could be detrimental to the company on a much bigger level. So it's like me like saying that if I didn't speak up, it's like, it could be a bigger problem for the company. Yeah. Some people may just be like, Oh yeah. They said my idea is bad, whatever. Yeah. 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 Screw this company. I'm trying to leave. So yeah. H- have you, have you ever been, in, have you ever been in a meeting where like, and it doesn't have to necessarily be that somebody like got their idea made fun of or anything like that, but actually been in a meeting, like where somebody spoke up that was contradictory to either something that was being said or whoever was leading the meeting or, or whatever. Right. Um, and like they, they, you know, they got cut off, you know what I'm saying? Very, very sharply. And it's kind of a, a mood in the room that everybody, like from that point on, everybody's like, well, I'm not saying nothing. Like if that's what, if that's what happened to so-and-so, you know what I mean? Like, nah, there's no, I was going to say something. I was going to make a suggestion, but now, you know, I think I'm good. We'll just let it ride or whatever this person's idea is. Cause obviously, you know, adding comments to that is uh, is not going to be accepted. Have you ever like been in that been in that yeah, situation? Unfortunately, unfortunately, when you work in a manufacturing environment, I feel like that's the norm. Honestly, mm-hmm. those type of conversations happen so much in meetings where there's yeah, either yeah. supervisors that disagree or managers that disagree. And one person's cutting another person off or another person's protecting members that are a team. But yeah, yeah a yeah. lot of times, like yeah. a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, I, I appreciate I appreciate your comments on there and how you would you would address that uh, that crucial conversation, because I, I think that's important. And I think in some way or another, I think we've all kind of kind of been in that situation before. And I will say in my mind, there's a part of me like the little evil part of me that in my head wants to get up, slap that person and say, <laughs> keep my name out of your mouth you're gonna jump on the table you're gonna jump on the table go ahead go ahead girl yeah 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 that's that's my alter ego but all right so give us give us the uh go ahead and give us the the pick of the week man now that we we got our crucial conversation out the way uh go ahead and give us our our pick of the week 
All right. I'm looking forward to this pick of the week because yeah. it is one of our own. Homegrown. Yeah. Not only own being another fellow engineer, but Atlanta's mayor, Mayor and Andre Dickens, that a lot of a lot of people may have not known. Like, you know, he's a mayor now, mm-hmm. but he earned his bachelor's in chemical engineering for from the one and only Georgia Tech. Georgia so, Tech. He's a hornet. Yeah. And I say one thing that I didn't know until I was watching the news. I didn't know he was an engineer because I, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. you don't see many engineers move to political spaces, but yeah. I think with us being creatives, innovative and problem solvers, moving into the political scene could be like a, a game changer for engineers if they want to yeah. transition over to that. Like we always sure. talk about how versatile we are. So I'd love to see more problem solvers like us in the STEM community, uh, like be, becoming like, you know, major uh, leadership roles in, in politics. I think that would be great. I, I agree. And I, I'll be honest, Tori, I've, I've given it some thought myself. I've, I've actually, I've actually, my brother, my older brother was a political science major, um, uh-huh. did some stuff kind of in, in politics before he went into law. Um, and I've actually, I've actually thought about, you know, kind of, kind of going in that space, but I don't, I got, I got my own kind of reservations about the, about stepping into, stepping into that arena. I would vote for you in a heartbeat. I appreciate that. If I had to move to a different County, just so I could vote for you, I'd make it happen. That's love. That's love. I, I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Get you a PO box wherever I'm at. <laughs> Is that allowed? I, never I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is hilarious. All right, so that's our pick of the week, Mayor Andre Dickens. Yes, sir. Shout out to the mayor. ATL. All right, so that was a great pick of the week. Um, We're to that time of the episode, Drew, where Uh I look forward to it because I feel like you're such a philosophical dude, but it's also sad because, (laughs) you know, we're to the end. So if you could lead us out with a little bit of inspo, We'd Absolutely. We, we, we can call it bittersweet, right? Bittersweet is what, <laughs> what we can what we can call it. So um, today, one of the one of the things that I want to leave everyone with as a as a little bit of inspiration um, is something that I again, something that I got from a book. Right. Uh, and the the note is always seek to understand before being understood. Right. And, and I, I really like this like this idea, kind of especially in the context of, of the things that we're talking about today, um, because especially in a company, right, if, if you feel like your company cares for you, if you work for a company that, that cares for you, then those those employees tend to work harder for that kind of company. Right. If, if the relationship is strong between, you know, the employee and the manager. Um, then they're willing to, to give more in order to achieve whatever the goals are that are that are being set. Right. So so for, for everyone, and it really doesn't matter kind of where you are in terms of leadership, you could be you know at the top or you could be be at the bottom. No matter what, there are relationships that are important um, in order for you to be able to succeed in that role. Right. And if you if you seek to understand other people and what they're going through and some of the challenges that they're having before you try to you know force them to understand what you are just imagine what kind of cohesiveness that creates between two people that are trying to achieve a, a goal for a company right so so for everybody i i, I encourage today um and this is this is for myself as well um to seek first uh, to understand before seeking to be understood 
I like that. And then wrapping that all into one word, empathy mm. is what it is. Mm. So. Put a stamp on it. Put a stamp on it. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> and we hope you have a blessed evening, blessed yeah. morning, blessed rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Till next time. Peace.